This is a short bite episode of Homeschool Together. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together. Thanks so much for joining us. We have a short bite today. We are going to be reviewing not a game, not a workbook, but a book. Yeah. And the book is called Monstrous, the lore and gore and science behind your favorite monsters. This is a book I actually bought for Halloween yes, for our daughter, is. but she discovered it early. She did. As children are wont to do. It was on the bookshelf. I, I filed it away with the holiday books and it was discovered. So basically, which are the monsters that we've already done, Frankenstein uh, and... Dracula. We didn't. We done. We did, we did Frankenstein and vampires and zombies. And I think there's also. I can't see it. It's a little dark. Can you? Which are the other characters? Oh, the other it's creatures? got uh, the Wolfman. Uh, it so looks like zombies. It has um, uh, Godzilla, and it has I think Bigfoot. Uh, I think Bigfoot or Yeti type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and a Kraken. So basically, this is a monster book, but it is a science book. And that's why we really wanted to talk about it on the podcast, because it's less monsters, more science. And so what it does, for example, um, I'll walk through the Frankenstein chapter. So it talks a bit about, you know, Frankenstein's monster, um, just a bit about the story and how it was written and the contest with Mary Shelley and and that whole thing. But then it goes all into electricity. So it basically talks about like what inspired her to write the story based on the real scientific experiments that were going on at that time, trying to reanimate like frogs and things. That's cool. So it, it takes you through, you know, how, how she wrote the story with really engaging illustrations too. Um, and then it talks about like why you couldn't actually reanimate a monster, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the real science behind it. it. It takes the fear of the monster and kind of says, nope, it really can't happen. But this is kind of the right. This is the, the science. So it gives it. like, yeah. like, you know, could you restart a, a, a flatlined heart? Well, no, you actually can't do that so like and it, it gives you all of the um all the the science reasons of the anatomy behind it so it talks about like the history of electricity and all the strange experiments that were done to find out about electricity does it talk a little bit like like defibrillators and yeah how, yeah how it talks about defibrillators it exactly yeah. okay and then it talks about all the weird science experiments that were done with electricity some of which were were really weird like um in, in different I think, ways i think edison uh electrocuted an elephant in a competition against tesla and like dc versus ac right current, no right? i think that was in here i think that was in here it was a horse it was a horse okay. it was a horse yes it's and it's in the book yeah. so it talks about that <laughs> um it talks about so for this one it's it, it talks about some real monsters a ta- t- true tales of mad doctors so it goes a little bit into like dr frankenstein and and true um doctors that were um terrible so and like things that they did and then like it goes into dracula for example um, this how, one, how, how spooky are these chapters? You know, they're not too bad. Right? I read a little bit of the Dracula one. We, we Our daughter read. is six and a half and yeah. she it kind of, you know, the first part of it goes through the myth about, so like, so for Frankenstein, that was a specific book, but for like vampires, it goes through the general myths about vampires okay. and that part's a little bit spooky, but then it goes into so much science that it is immediately replaces all the spookiness with, with science. So, um, I wouldn't say it's for the squeamish child because like, for example, the, um, the vampire section really talks a lot about human anatomy. Mm-hmm. And like, if a vampire were to bite you, 
where would they bite you and how long would it take to drain your blood based on the size of your arteries and veins and what arteries and veins do in our body, you know, how your whole uh, circulatory system is made. And then it talks about, um, it talks about like what would happen if you started to lose blood and how much blood can you lose and what are the effects on the body when there's not enough blood and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it kind of, it talks about some areas of the Bram Stoker story, which couldn't have happened that way because the person would have died. Um, and it talks about the myth, like why did people really think that vampires existed? And so there's a whole science in here about how bodies decompose, which was, that's why I say it's not, not for the squeamish. It wasn't scary, but it was talking about like, uh, okay, so when, when bodies die, they're, there's, they're filled with gases and those gases will cause them to rise in an earthen grave. So, villagers would think that they weren't, they're buried in a slightly different position and elevation than they were at first. Oh, must mean they got up. Um, the internal hairs and nails, the hairs and nails, right. It means that your skin is receding, making the nails look longer, making the hair look longer. Your gums are receding, making your teeth look longer. The internal fluids from your body end up leaking out the sides of the mouth. And so it looks like blood, like they have drank blood, right? Because there's little, so there's some of that kind of stuff. So it gave you a little bit of the the reality around the folklore. Exactly, the exactly, which was really cool. So there was that folklore, and then there was tons and tons of stuff about science. And so, like in the whole the whole Dracula section, there was a bunch of stuff about blood types and giving blood, and why you can't, you know, which blood types can give to other blood types. The illustrations in her are great. They've got really cool charts of, you know, like percentages of the population that have different blood types and what different blood types can do and not do and that kind of stuff. So there's a ton of science hidden in here. I don't know that I would read this with a young child as like a six and a half year old, unless your child is like mine, is totally... She's a, a doctor's granddaughter. I don't know. She's just totally, she's your daughter. She's totally not like yeah. phased by any of this. I read this to her before bed and she has not had any nightmares. But that is our child. Not every child is the same. I would say that probably the target for this is a, a child who's more, you know. Eight to 10. Eight to t- yeah, yeah, eight to 10, 12. It's just such a cool book that I wanted to talk about it because I know that science is a hard thing for us to, you know, it seems to be a difficult one for us to fit in, right? There's tons of reading curriculums and math curriculums and tons of great cultural and history stuff to study. Science is just that sticky subject. It's a little bit hard to find something that can connect with kids and give them valuable information. And I thought that using monsters to connect science was just a really great way to go in this book. And our daughter asks for us to read it every day. I mean, she's yeah. Totally enamored. Monsters have that kind of element around like sort of dinosaurs. They're they're like creepy real type mm-hmm. of thing. Exactly. And, and there's like the fact that these monsters are something that she can see on TV or, you know, that she's seen videos around, you know, like Godzilla or, or the uh, the Yeti, you know, Sasquatch is a big thing around here. You know, to be able to, to relate something that she understands or knows or kind of has heard about before into something that's more concrete and real like science is... I think a good way to kind of teach it for, you know, some kids. I mean, in the Venn diagram of children, this works really well for some kids. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if your kid likes kind of cool, creepy things, I like our kid kind of tends to like that. Although she's not, we, you know, she wouldn't ever watch like a scary movie or anything like that. She's not, she's not that brave. Um, but she's not squeamish about the science part of it. And I think it's a really neat book. It'd be a cool book to get even, I bought it not thinking that my daughter would be ready for it now, but 
intending to hold on to it maybe by Halloween. It'd be interesting or maybe not this year, but maybe next year. I just bought it because it was on sale and I grabbed it. Um, so, but I would really it's recommend good, good, it. But there's no better reason. Or... Right. Um, Target and Amazon are having their buy two, get one free sales this week. Like this is a great book to pick up um, because even if your kid's not ready for it now, uh, this is when they are, I think it's a great uh, science resource to make science engaging can probably spur you into learning more about that topic if they're mm-hmm. interested. So we just wanted to talk about this monstrous, the lore, gore, and science behind your favorite monsters. Are you going to give me a, like a cackle or a wah, 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 wah? <clears throat> No. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time. Happy homeschooling!